female physician who feels guilty about taking time for yourself? Whether it is 10 minutes for meditation or half an hour to sit with a cup of coffee or even an evening out with friends. Do you feel guilty about it? Well, today I'm going to talk about all the things we as working women physicians go through that hold us back from being our best self for our families. That super mom that we all secretly want to be. And I want to show you why it's so important for us as physician moms or even physician spouses to regularly take some time for ourselves and not feel guilty about it. And I'll also give you some easy tips on how you can do that no matter what your work and your family commitments are. My name is Asha Padmanabhan and you are listening to the Leadership Prescription Podcast for Women Physicians. As a physician mom and a former aspiring super mom, I let feelings of guilt drive my life for a long time until I learned that that was not good either for myself or for my family. So let me ask you again, do you take time for yourself every day or at least a few times a week or even once a week? Or do you feel guilty even for considering that? Do you feel as if every minute that you're not at work, you should spend with your kids or your spouse? Have you heard over and over again that you need to take some time for yourself, but you feel like that's for everyone else, not for you, because no one else's situation is exactly like yours? That no one else that you know of outside of medicine spent years away from their family training? They don't know what it's like to have everyone depend on you, to get the food on the table, to do dinner time, to do bedtime with your kids after coming home from a hard day at work in the clinic or at the hospital? Do you feel that you already spend so much time at work and you've already missed so much of your kid's life during training that you should spend every minute that you're not at work with your kids or your spouse? These are not things that I've just heard. These are all things I've personally experienced. For years when my kids were young, I felt like I had to prove to myself that I was a good mom, in spite of holding down a full-time career as an anesthesiologist. I felt like I had to do everything in my power to do all the mom things that I saw my non-working or even working non-physician mom friends do. That I had to be an active PTA member, or I had to be the class mom, or I could kill myself trying to get to every single after-school class and every single recital and every single routine doctor and dentist appointment. It was tough to do this with a full-time working job and I had to miss some things and I felt extremely guilty about it. But whenever I could beg, borrow and steal or basically um, inveigle someone into switching calls with me, I would make sure that I would try to attend every single thing that I could. And if I had a post-call day, then I had to spend it doing mom things. So those were the times that I had to be the class mom or go be the lunch mom at school or try to do anything that I can to make up to my kids for not being there in school like some of the other moms were. And I suffered loads of guilt when I would hear other moms talking about all they were doing with their kids. And I felt like I was being a bad mom. So when I heard about how so-and-so was doing Kumon and karate and swim lessons and golf lessons, of course my kids had to do the same. So with my schedule, there was no way I could take them to every single thing, so the nanny had to go. But if I got done at work early, then of course I could not go and do anything else because I had to go to the rehearsals or the classes or all of that, and I had to be present because if I'm not at work, I should be with my kids, right? 
And when it worked, there was an opportunity to do something more, to join a committee or volunteer. Forget about it. How was I going to fit that in among all my other responsibilities at home that I had to take care of? And of course, if I spent a minute more at work than I had to, then that guilt reared its ugly head again. And what about cooking healthy meals and making sure the house was clean? In the early years of my job, we couldn't financially afford help, or at least that's what I told myself. But more important, how could I be a good mom if I was feeding my kids takeout or unhealthy meals? And in all of this, career mom, physician, persona going on, where was Asha? Buried in the physician, the spouse and the mom role, totally forgetting that Asha was a person too. And for years, I did this. It took me many years of doing this to finally realize that I wasn't doing myself or my family any favors by sticking to the script that I had written for myself. No one else had asked me to. I had written it for myself. Sometimes I was simmering with resentment about everything on my plate. And I resented my kids and my husband. It took me a while to start making changes. I slowly started making changes because I saw that I wasn't being happy, putting myself last on everyone's list, but more important, putting myself last on my own list. As I slowly started making changes, I started with the whole concept of providing healthy Indian meals that I personally had to cook for my family. I spent years making sure my kids had a home-cooked Indian meal for dinner every day. The only way I could do that with my work schedule was to spend all of Saturday, every Saturday, cooking and freezing food. Invariably, I would end the day exhausted and crabby and snapping at the same family that I was doing this for, and resenting it when my husband would spend half that time relaxing in front of the TV. Eventually, I realized I wasn't doing anyone any favors by sticking to this self-imposed task that I had done, made for myself. And so I started with outsourcing this to a cook. Don't get me wrong, it took me years to get to that point. And then I slowly started letting go of some of the other tasks with my kids that I had set for myself and accepted that I couldn't be at every appointment and every rehearsal and every extracurricular class and that the nanny could indeed take them to some of them. It made a significant difference, especially in my stress levels, that I was trying to make my fairly inflexible schedule work around with my kids' needs and rushing from work to make appointments. But in all of this, I still wasn't taking time for myself because even though I'd outsourced some of the things, that doubled my guilt when I thought about doing something for myself because now I felt like I had given away the cooking and I had given away some of the appointments to the nanny. So I again felt that I needed to spend any extra minute that I had with my kids. Until one day, my boss at the time said something that struck a chord. She said, when mom is happy, everyone in the house is happy. When mom is not, then no one is. And I realized how true that was. Every time I'm unhappy, it carries on to the kids and to my husband. And it's a spreading effect. And so I stopped at that point and started thinking. I started thinking about what is it that I need. And it took some time, but that's where this started. And so I started thinking about one simple example that I needed to change. And that was when I was getting home from work. 
And so let me give you that example. Think of every day when you come back from work. You've just had a busy, stressful day. You rush home and straight into the chaos. Your kids want your attention after not seeing you all day. Dinner has to be gotten on the table. Homework needs to be checked and bedtime needs you to be there. And also you have charts from work to finish and the kitchen is a mess. One child is happily playing on his computer while his homework is not done. What do you do? I know what I did. I screamed at my kid to get off his computer and threatened to take it away. I told him to get his homework done. I yelled at my other kid for leaving a mess in the kitchen and not clearing up. I snapped at my husband when he asked me what was for dinner. And everyone ended that evening with the kids in tears, an angry husband and a miserable me. Now picture another scenario. It's been a stressful day at work. You still have to get home and get dinner on the table, make sure homework is done, put the kids to bed and finish the shots. You leave work, but now instead of going straight home and rushing home, you stop at the local coffee shop, take just 15 minutes to decompress with your favorite drink, and then you drive home. During that time, you're not thinking of all the things you have to do when you get home. You're just taking a few minutes to center yourself, read a book if you want, or watch traffic go by. Then when you go home, you're a little bit more relaxed, you've had some time to put work away, and now you can focus on your kids. You're not as irritated as you would normally be. You can handle that kid on the computer better, and although you may still threaten to take away the game till homework is done, you're not screaming at him. You feel calmer and more able to handle that situation. Everyone goes to bed happier that night. This is where I started. This may be a simplistic example, but through personal experience, I have found that taking a few minutes to myself every day has profoundly affected my relationships at home. And if the nanny has to five minutes for that, or your husband has to take care of the kids for that extra 15 minutes, or you have to leave your child in daycare for that extra 15 minutes, do you think that they are going to be bothered if you're an extra 15 minutes late? It is more often our own feelings of guilt that keep us from taking that 15 minutes than anything our kids or our spouse would say. They would probably happily carry on with what they're doing, but we put our burden of guilt on ourselves because we think that that's how they would feel. We've never bothered to ask them if that's how they would feel. We just assume that's how they would feel because it's our own guilt feelings that speak up. So that brings me to what is it that would make mom happy? Write a list. I started by writing a list for myself. And then I'm going to tell you what I put it on my list and how you can do something of the same. Here are some ideas from my list. Once a month, I decided to dedicate one evening or a coffee date with a girlfriend. At least a couple of times a week, an early morning beach walk, and this is on my post-call day, what I would do. Earlier, I would not even schedule that because I would think that was time that I need to spend time with my family. But now I get up early in the morning before they're up and go that. Every night, I take half an hour with a mindless fiction novel to decompress after the kids are in bed. And some days when it's really busy, I just sit in my car for 15 minutes in a parking lot and read or just listen to music or a podcast on my way home from work. So write a list, but that is not enough. Start putting it on your calendar. The dates and times that you're going to do this. And if you don't make it on that day, don't let guilt force you into getting upset with yourself that you gave up on yourself. Just move it to another day. 
make some time on your calendar for yourself every day. If it's five minutes in the morning that you can afford, that's fine. Do that. If mom guilt is strong and you do not want to start with once a day, at least start putting once a week and then build up to once a day. Even if it's five minutes, whatever you can do for yourself, even five minutes of sitting somewhere in your driveway even, take that time to spend on yourself. And of course, you can always make time and schedule appointments for yourself for a massage or a manicure or pedicure, whatever it is, take some time for yourself. But I would say at least take five minutes every day for yourself in the car or the parking lot or with a cup of coffee, whatever it is to give you time to be you. So what are the action steps again? Step one, write down a list of some things that make you happy, that you can do for you. Step two, put it on a calendar and make sure you do it. Step three, don't let mom guilt stop you from doing step one and step two. And start thinking of your self-care time, not as time you are taking away from your family, but something that gives to your family by giving them a better, less tired, less stressed version of yourself. You have probably heard this over and over again. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Just think about it. So next time when that mom guilt strikes its ugly head as you're thinking of making that lunch date with a friend or booking that massage or doing something just for yourself, picture that empty cup in your mind and make sure you fill it up before you pour out for someone else. If this resonates with you, please like, review, subscribe and share. Think of who among your friends will benefit from hearing this. You can find me on my website at www.theleadershiprx.com or you can find me on social media on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. You can email me at asha at leadershiprx.com. Thank you for listening and don't let mom guilt stop you from taking care of you.